Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. <laughs> How is it going, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. This is a really cool track to play in with. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. This is episode 167, Show and Tell 16. By this point, I think you guys get how the drill works. Yeah, we don't need to do the rundown. We do each we? bring in ten tracks, and uh, we have a, a epic battle to decide <laughs> whose track of the week gets to um, be posted on the site. Now, can any of you guess what this track is? I, as soon as it played, I had a feeling of what it was, and Will had to tell me because you know I don't know the tracks he's playing. He doesn't know the tracks I'm playing. But Will, do you want to tell everyone what is this? This is from Splatoon. Now, at the time of recording, th- this game is only like. Uh, I think three or four days old. Yeah, very it's a timely. brand new game. I'm really excited about it. I really want to play this game, uh, but I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. Um, but I noticed this theme because when I went on the uh, the eShop channel for the Wii U, mm-hmm. this track was playing. And I'm oh, like, nice. that's really cool. Like, I can't believe they would spend all that <laughs> time to make a new <laughs> just a eShop. eShop channel. And then when I realized, music. oh, it was for Splatoon. But I'm curious what you guys think. I really like the melodies. First of all, this track is uh, composed by Toru Minigishi and Shiho Fuji, so nice. veteran Nintendo composers, and a very different sound for those two gentlemen. But, Carl, I'm curious to see what you think. I love the melodies, but that vocoder kind of it's thing very is a little obnoxious. annoying. Uh, no, one thing I'll say is the harmonics of it going to get in the way where it's actually kind of hard to hear what the notes of the melody are right because there's so many harmonics but it's cool and also it's like this is nintendo's way of rocking you know it's like it's gonna be quirky and fun it's not just gonna be just rock there there has to be some sort of goofiness honestly i think it fits for what i've seen of the aesthetic of the game visually i think it's going for a very sort of neon kind of 90s punk yeah, and, and really, the the actual style of the composition, you know what it reminds me of, actually, is old school, like, Konami arcade games. Huh. It has an arcade feel to me. A right. Bit. I think that's that's definitely true. Very the improvisational. mixture of kind of synth and rock elements. It's very... I, I feel like the colors that I think of this mm-hmm. remind me of ink and paint and It's very cool. It I, works I, really well. I really like the idea of getting a modern Nintendo soundtrack with rock instruments. It's right. very fun. Yeah, the guitar sounds are a little bit vintage, which mm-hmm. I'm... I've been kind of digging. Well, yeah, so that's pretty much your first pick, right? Yeah, that's my first pick. And this track is called Battle Music, so not a fancy name. But this is, that's sort of the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I've listened to the whole soundtrack, um, Mm -hmm. and that's sort of like the main theme of the game. So all over the place, you hear that little riff, either as a motif or as its own standalone melody. Cool. Well, I'm excited to move on to my first pick of the day. Uh, so it shouldn't be a surprise that a couple of my tracks are Game Boy tracks, yeah. kind of leftovers from that wonderful episode last week. Totally. Uh, you guys know I had tons of leftovers, right? So so I'm going to play uh, a track that didn't quite make the cut for whatever reason last week, but it's so fun. It's a really poppy and catchy track. It's from a game, a German game, I can only assume, called J und die Spielzeug Diebe. That's the name of the game. <laughs> Rolls right off uh, the tongue. Absolutely. Absolutely, and it's composed by Thomas uh, Mogensen, who must be a German composer. Really uh, bright and bubbly track. This is track six from Jay in Something Something. Here we go.
track six from the Game Boy game J und die Spielzeug Diva, composed by Thomas Mogensen. It's just really fun. One thing that I like about Western composed video game music is you hear pop chord progressions that are very common in like actual proper pop music but are actually not as common in video game music. And for some reason, this track kind of, that's what it reminds me of, is this, this very um, natural, familiar chord progression. But it's, it's something that really feels like outside of game music. But it's just a really fun melody. I totally know it what you mean. Makes me groove. What, are your, what do you think about this? Yeah, I really love it. And just to get back to, I really enjoyed our episode last week. That Game yeah. Boy um, episode, I, we've already received, like, I think a lot of people have really enjoyed it. But that just turned out way better than I was expecting. Alberto so, Gonzalez actually enjoyed it, too. <laughs> yeah, apparently. He left us a thumbs up on it. Yeah, I'm I am excited to um, do more episodes like that. Uh, we mentioned doing one for the DS, and I think there could be a lot of potential there. But, you know, I mean, you could do it for... Dreamcast oh, yeah. or Sega Saturn. Dreamcast is a cool idea too. Yeah, maybe we could for, for some of those systems. It might be fun to combine. Like maybe we did a combination of like PS and Dreamcast. So together just talk about like the yeah. generation or something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's my first pick really of the day. Fun. I think it's Very time bubbly. to move on to your uh, really second catchy. pick. I'm really excited for this one. Other than my track of the week, this might be uh, my favorite track that I'm playing today. Uh, it's from a game called Battle Block Theater, which is made by Behemoth Games, the people who made Castle Crashers. Ooh, so I'm nice. really excited to share this with you, Carl. And I want to play this game with you because I played it only once, but I had a blast with it. Uh, mm-hmm. The gameplay is all kind of 2D, um, similar to sort of how Castle Crashers works, except it's not a beat-em-up. Uh, but the game is really fun. I really highly recommend it if you have a group of friends and you're looking for just a fun, easy-to-pick-up-and-play multiplayer game with all kinds of different modes. And it, it's really addictive and fun. And the music I was really enjoying. And so after I was playing it, I'm like, I, I want to remember that for show and tell. Mm-hmm. And I looked into it. And much like Castle Crashers... Uh, it's a multitude of different composers that worked on this soundtrack and none of them really had any relation. They just sort of mm-hmm. submitted in tracks and behemoth picked the ones that they like. I'm going to be playing the menu theme. So this is sort of the title screen as first when you turn on the game. And this is composed by a gentleman who is lovingly referred to as anal logic. <laughs> uh, the other All composers right. on this game are Patrick Katani, kid koala, Georgie Zernikov and Matthew Harwood, but we're going to be taking a listen to the menu theme composed by Anal Logic. Here we go. Thank you. 
listening to the menu theme from Battle Block Theater, written by Anal Logic. Dude, this is awesome. I really dig. Uh, Isn't it great? Do you guys hear the the really loud kind of hiss sound right. that sounds like an old vintage recording? Because I was asking Will, is that like a sample of some old bass clarinet piece of some sort of song? And he, he thinks it's all original. It's all original. Uh, music. But it sounds very old school. And having the combination of the techno drum beat, that reminds me of sampled music. Like so much techno music is consisting of old samples so that's kind of what this is going for is making it sound like that but if this is all original that's so impressive to me yeah i mean i'm not positive either way but it's really it's a good song and the tempo change was very fun yeah i just i really loved it and uh, at first i didn't hear this track i was playing the game and listening to the in-game music right and my friend was like well will if you like if you like these tracks i should show you the menu theme i'm like oh this is so awesome one more time the name of this game so i remember battle block theater we got to play this dude yeah, and is it kind of side scroller it's kind of castle crash it's side scroller i mean the art style is very much like castle crashers but it's more like jumping around platformy it kind of reminds me of super meat boy in a you know i met someone last sense. summer um that actually worked for behemoth games so that was kind of cool to get to meet to meet him but yeah it's, this is it's so much fun though there's all types of different game modes and it's it's really just a blast awesome good pick dude this is going to be a fun episode off to a good start already uh cool we're going to keep that vein going of good music and it shouldn't be surprising because i'm playing a track from fire emblem awakening a Ooh. track that we haven't played so far and we've played a lot because we had a whole episode on it but this is a track that we've never played it's a really cool track very epic this is divine decree ablaze composed by hiroki morishita let's take a listen to this cool track <laughs> beautiful stuff this is divine decree ablaze composed by hiroki morishita from fire emblem awakening one of both of our favorite soundtracks in the past few years wonderful track i love uh you know it sounds like kind of modern game music modern film score very epic you have the full choir and stuff but what i love about uh this soundtrack is even a track like this that's very kind of climactic and kind of like a battle track i'm pretty sure you still have elements of kind of that classic japanese jazz harmony that gives it that level of beauty that you really don't hear in a a lot of film score these days Uh, so that's something that kind of sets this track apart 
is there's some really kind of pretty modulation and just really tasteful stuff. And yeah, Morishita is just such a tasteful composer. Well, both uh, Hirogi Morishita and Rai Kondo that worked on this game, I think they mm-hmm. did an outstanding job. This is, in my opinion, the best uh, soundtrack in the entire series. But I'm looking yeah. forward. There's going to be a new Fire Emblem game. Do you know I, who the probably, composers are? I imagine it's the same. I really hope it guys, is because it's the same team this working on Hiroki it. Hiroki Morishita has literally, I haven't seen him do anything after this. You know, Rai Kondo's, I think, done a couple other projects, mm-hmm. but at least credited to my knowledge, I haven't seen anything else from Morishita. And I actually don't know if there's any other game he's ever been credited with. So maybe he's just a newcomer, but uh, I definitely want to hear more from him for yeah, sure. Either way, pretty exciting. Really cool. Well, yeah, I think that leads us to your next pick, dude. So, uh, much like you, I really enjoyed last week's episode, and so um, I wanted to do another Game Boy track. Uh, this Fun. one is from a game called Minesweeper, and everybody knows the game Minesweeper. I think most of us know it from playing it on, it used to come built in with uh, PCs, and some people probably played it like on their phone and stuff, Yeah. Uh, but it, lo and behold, it came out uh, on the Game Boy. I believe it might have only been in Japan that Minesweeper came out. It could be in uh, North America as well. Hmm. I'm not sure. Either way... Is this way, Game Boy soundtrack completely unique to other ports? Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's really good. It's super bubbly and very fun. You know what's I funny? I'm just find... picturing like a ripoff of the Tetris theme. Just because, again, it's like an, an original version of that soundtrack. That'd be so funny. Right. Just like a ripoff of that. Well, what's cool about this game is it... It's more bubbly than I remember the experience of playing Minesweeper uh, really is. I couldn't find much information, so I could not find a composer. The oh, you did not do your homework enough. I well. I looked all over. <laughs> no one kidding. has this information. Even the people who uh, posted the track on YouTube and stuff, people can find it. Uh, so this is the in-game music from Minesweeper. It was released by Arc Games in 1991. Uh, all this right, this is a Game Boy track. Let's give this a shot. from Minesweeper. Really great, super jazzy, super wonderful Japanese video game music fun. You know, it's funny. I, for some reason, didn't even listen to this in my you know recent month of, of whittling for that mm-hmm. uh, past episode, which leads me to believe that we could probably have a whole other second volume of kind of obscure Game Boy stuff, and it would probably be just as good as the first, because there's so much out there, and that was just the stuff that I happened to stumble upon, but this is absolutely wonderful. It's jazzy, it's cute, it's cool. It's actually, again, it comes from the era where they weren't trying to be cool at all, right. but they end up being cool in 2015 more than a lot of 2015 music does. Well, it's just so melodic, you know? It, it's really the melody is the hook. Well, see, it's hard to make changes. fun of... It's really hard to make fun of anything that is 100% earnest and just honest and what it's doing. I think it's easier to make fun of something when it's, like, trying really hard 
to kind of do. And, right. Well, this is just very natural and cute, and you There's just no pretense it. about it. You yeah. just love it. Yeah, it's great. Nice job. Not really anything else we need to say about that. That's wonderful. Oh, too bad we didn't get a composer on that, but um, whoever, whoever yeah, you, are, you know, it, it's job. interesting. It really kind of it sounded reminiscent of a lot of uh, NES tracks. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of interesting. I, I imagine it's a composer that we've heard before, but there's just yeah. not a lot of crediting, especially because uh, I think the game only came out in Japan, so there's no like Wikipedia page Well, yeah, while for... we're playing this next track, let me just do a little digging. There's a particular site that I go to sometimes, and I'll take a look, Will, see if I can get it for you, but if not, uh, it will just stay unknown. So now we're going to move on to my next pick. This is an arcade game. I wanted to play an obscure arcade game because lately I've been on, you know, just a kick of finding obscure video game music, however, however I can find it. So this is from a game called Monster Maulers, and it was composed by Yashihiko Koizuka. And I'm going to play a track called Ultimate Romancer, also known as Battleship Interior Stage. This one has a really cool synthesizer line. I think this is a pretty cool arcade music here from Monster Maulers. You guys are listening to Ultimate Romancer from Monster Maulers, arcade game composed by Yashihiko Koizuka. I listened to a lot of uh, subpar arcade music in the past week because for some reason I had an urge to have an arcade track, and this is definitely the best soundtrack I listened to. It's really cool. I like the synth line. It's like that really nice kind of sine wave synth with a lot of portamento portima- uh-huh. kind of theremin-esque i just think it's a super catchy uh very effective background game music track you know, it really is i really like the melody on this one cool. i like all the instruments it's fun to Brass listen to arcade uh, music because it's so distinctly kind of video gamey yeah um with all the fake sort of synths it, you know what's great it makes me nostalgic even though i've never played these games right it, even if it's unknown music that i for me it makes me nostalgic because it's like back to that era right you feel right at home in the early 90s here totally and that's kind of a beautiful thing, even if you've never heard a piece of music before, because it can escape the context, like socially, like where it came from. When you hear it, it feels new, but it also feels very familiar. And I think that's right. one of the things that people love so much about 
you know, the nostalgia factor of video game music is that they right. can hear new things and it's immediately well, and sometimes just because something's outdated doesn't mean that it has value, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of appreciating the quirks and the things that, you know, would never exist nowadays. Right. Speaking of that concept, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be playing an NES game called World Championship Wrestling. Oh, In Japan, it was known as Superstar Pro Wrestling. You know what's so funny? I was just about to click the download button on this because it was i think a composer that i was looking into yeah the composer's name is kenji yoshida Uh, but this game came out in 1989 once again it's called world championship wrestling and the track that i'm going to be playing is uh the match theme so this is you know during the in-game stuff and i really like it because you know it's just like classic sounding video game music Mm -hmm. a little bit like castlevania a little bit like Mega Man. i think you're really going to appreciate this let's take a listen theme from World Championship Wrestling, composed by Kenji Yoshida. Yeah, really awesome. I particularly remember that name. I don't know how I stumbled on, but there was like five or six uh, particular composers this past week that I was kind of researching and looking into and downloading all their stuff and listening like crazy. And I don't know how I stumbled on his name, but this is really solid. It's just really kind this of is confident. my favorite part here. NES music. Very full, very good use of... Okay, you have a bass line and a melody and drums, but what that other channel does is can almost give the track a lot of diversity right. going from a harmony to a fast arpeggiated line maybe with not a lot of sustain so it feels like it's changing from a guitar to like a xylophone like if right. you're using your imagination that's what really gives a lot of these NES tracks the diversity is what that other counter line track is doing you right know? the second pulse channel really effective though beautiful stuff was yeah, the rest really of the soundtrack this uh, good too yeah uh it's not a very large soundtrack, but there's multiple different uh, good tracks like this. Um, so cool. Definitely, I think this is one to check out. Minesweeper is one where there's only like two themes, so I mean, okay. that one's probably not worth checking out more of it, but this this soundtrack's pretty good. It, will, I, it reminds me, I wanted to bring something up with you because I one of the people I was also looking into was Iko Mizutani. Remember mm. last week I kind of sung his praises? We played that Power Rangers Game Boy track and that Action Man Game right. Boy track. Uh, guess what else he did that you brought in last time? Do you remember that like something something Soul Brain that wonderful right. Famicom? The wonderful. I think yeah. it was also called like something Fist or something Hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He composed that. So Dude. he's a person who I really want to maybe have a spotlight wow, on. It's at some funny point. that we didn't connect the dots, but yeah, that Soul Brain was like yeah the best thing. We that can I play brought in more tracks time. from that maybe in the future. Uh, you don't have, happen to have one from that today, do you? I don't. I do not. <laughs> That's okay. New stuff. New stuff. All right. Now we're going to move on to a soundtrack. I don't remember. I think I played a track from this in a really, really old show and tell. It's a it's an import. 
Super Famicom game. It's called Bishuoju Senshi Sailor Moon S. And this is composed by Akanori Arasawa. And this is a cool track that I, I don't know if I've ever even heard this. For some reason, I never listened to it um, back in the day when I checked this out. But this is Chibamoon's theme from Sailor Moon S for the Super Famicom. Let's take a listen to this very playful track. That's what I'm talking about. This is Chibamoon's theme. They don't make them like this anymore. This is from Bishuoju Senshi Sailor Moon S. It's so Japanese. Uh, composed by Akinori Arasawa. This is just just really cool. I really like the kind of that underneath color. Really pretty shimmering. The instruments, too, are really good for, again, very. this one's very earnest as well. Wonderful use of jazz chords. And it kind of narrowly sidesteps some of the cliches that yeah, you're expecting melodically. Another thing it narrowly sidesteps, some people might disagree, they might not think it sidesteps it at all, is the cheese factor. This is cheesy, really. But again, it's one of those things where when we listen to it on the Super well, Nintendo... I mean, that's all subjective. Well, I mean, some of some of this stuff, it's like really kind of like light, smooth jazz, like dentist's right. office kind of chord progressions. But the thing is, is like when you hear it with the Super Famicom instruments... It just kind of puts it in that context of wonderful music because we're used to hearing so much solid music with those instruments. Like, if we would hear this track with, like, a, a jazz combo, we would just kind of, like, what is this? Well, you, you know, know what this reminds me of is... Do, 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 Rockman do, and Forte. Yeah. yeah. It's the same kind of instrument. But you know what I mean? Like, there's so many tracks, specifically in the 16-bit era, from these Japanese composers that have this type of jazz, this very soft... Um, kind of, it doesn't want to insult you, jazz. Sort of music, easy listening music. Absolutely. And that stuff is definitely cheesy. And I. But that stuff's great. Like, I mm-hmm. don't know. Like, calling something cheesy, I don't think necessarily comes from a musical place. It's more of an aesthetic taste place. And that's why I think it's a good point that you make that video games are sort yeah, of outside it, it's definitely, of. Definitely. You're right. It's bit. coming from an aesthetic point of view because it, it's it's really about the, the these instrument sounds are distracting me enough so that I can actually pay attention to what the melody is doing and what the right. mu- what the music is doing whereas I think a lot of times when you listen to that stuff on the radio or you know in the waiting room or something uh, you're just listening to the really kind of maybe the cheesier sounds well, of the performance I think it's the connotation too it's like when you associate oh this is the type of music that you hear on an elevator or in a shopping mall you just assume well that is not to be taken seriously then that must mean it's like in, of inferior quality but it's an interesting but thing to think about true. why is this style of music so popular for 
elevators and waiting rooms because that it's, type it of is environment easy listening it's very music. peaceful it, it, it doesn't cause any like uprising of changing emotions like it's mm-hmm. important that the music's at a comfortable tempo that it's at a consistent dynamic range it's just it's very pleasing and i think the idea is psychologically to make you feel comfortable so that you want to stay and shop longer well i definitely want to stay and play this game for sure so all right well i think it's time for your next pick so this is a really weird game but i'm going to be playing two tracks from it i'm pretty excited about it it's a very obscure game called major ds dream baseball and like its name suggests uh this game is for the nintendo ds I could not find a lot of information about it because it is so darn obscure. I found this game thanks to that wonderful website, Game Music Appreciation. And sometimes when I get bored, I'll just uh, open it up and click a random game and listen to most of the stuff you find is garbage but every once in a while you'll find really cool little gems like this i would actually recommend checking out this soundtrack it's very well written and has really good melody so i'm going to be playing two tracks from it uh i couldn't find any names of the tracks like i said and i wasn't Mm -hmm. able to find any composers because like i said there's not a lot of information on this game but you know what's cool is i think this music speaks for itself and we'll definitely talk about the music a little bit once we play the track so all i have to go on is numbers so the first thing i'm going to play is track three from major ds dream baseball here we go Isn't this great? Uh, this so is a track from wonderful. Major DS Dream Baseball. This track sort of exists in just a wonderful Nintendo-sounding future. It's so dreamy. Yeah, I got to give you a name here. I did find a name here. This isn't 100% confirmed, but judging by the, t- the era in other uh, games that this Tommy, Takara Tommy Corporation made, uh, this is potentially composed by Horiyuki Iwatsuki. Just yeah, potentially. I mean, there's, there's no way of knowing because like i said yeah there weren't specific credits uh but isn't this great you know it it so fits at home on the ds because it really kind of has a little bit of the newer nintendo sound it reminds me Mm -hmm. of like the wii sports games or even like mario kart games just with the organ mixed with that synth and everything and all the chords are just the glorious sound of uh, yeah. game music in Japan. I so good. I really enjoy it, and I'm I'm even more excited about the next track. 
Cool, man. Yeah, no, that was really jazzy. And yeah, just very breezy. Yeah, kind of reminds it, me of summer. And honestly, the cool thing about this soundtrack, and I definitely recommend it, is... Uh, each tune is different, you know, like th- there's nothing else really in that style. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they'll, they'll recycle and reuse some different sections of melodies, uh, it, it's a very kind of diverse soundtrack. I think you'll really enjoy it. Cool. Yeah, well, if this is an indication of, of the DS, you know, I think you're right. We probably could have a pretty solid obscure DS uh, music episode. Yeah, right. And, and you're pretty uh, good oh, at yeah. finding those. This game stuff. is only available in Japan again, okay, that so makes that's sense. another reason why we can't. Yeah, get that much game music appreciation site that I know you go to to find just kind of cycle through. Uh, that's a really good res- resource to find obscure well, stuff. Well, it takes sort of a, a specific sort of eye because you have to. I'm usually actually looking for time codes. So if I'm, I'm looking through a soundtrack, if a lot of it is like 15 second right. long things, that's probably not mm-hmm. usable. And then I look like if there's something substantial yeah. and if most of the music is kind of sounding bad because yeah. you have to go through a lot to of crap quick, to get the gems. you have to make snap judgments uh which is kind of uh interesting these composers probably never assumed that right. their music would be up to held up to that much scrutiny but the uh, fact that it can live on at all in the internet age is pretty special pretty cool stuff now this is cool uh I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer coming up. This is the first time in our show and tell history where we made a mistake. Both of us picked the same track. We didn't communicate enough. So a Uh-oh. track that actually Will is uh, today going to end up playing, I was looking forward to play too. So that meant I had to find a backup track. Luckily, I had one ready. Uh, didn't know I was going to play this, but hey... It's a Junko Tamiya track. So the track that uh, I was alluding to uh, earlier was uh, a modern video game track. So this is a not a modern video game track, but is it was my backup for this week. It's from a game called Codename Viper for the NES. Oh, this composed is composed by wonderful Junko Tamiya. We haven't played anything from the soundtrack, so I am kind of glad in some ways that we made that mess up because then we get to have this wonderful track. This is a such a cool track that it's an earworm. The first loop you're like, "Okay," and the second loop, "All right." And then by like the third and fourth loop, you're just like a big fan of it. It's mm-hmm. really cool. This is Areas 5 and 6 from the NES Codename Viper by Junko Tamiya. Areas 5 and 6 from Codename Viper by Junko Tamiya. I can't imagine you not playing this. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you why it was a backup. I think I, I already had... It was a later discovery, and I already had so much 8-bit stuff and old stuff. I wanted to have a balance. But again, I think it worked out really well, because oh, we're still going to have that. Ever that... Sound, I, I may be just because I saw Vertigo yesterday, but does <laughs> that ever sound like Bernard, Bernard Herman? It's just, just really great. out there harmonies. Super, super cool stuff. Uh, just so inventive. Junko Tamiya, I wish she would have stuck with 
the video game industry. I'm not sure where she went after 1990. 1990 was like the last year she ever had a credited game. She did so game. many good NES In that soundtracks. small window of time. And this is a track where there are moments of it that feel classic Capcom, which some of the cadences, mm-hmm. the bump, 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 some of the rhythms. But this is definitely but very novel. Very, very experimental novel. harmony for the NES. Really, really cool. And you think about, you know, there's area one, two, three, four. By the time you get to five and six in this game, I think she's really being able to flex and kind of go and crazy different directions. You know, you're you so know? right about this melody. Each time you hear it, you really get into it more and more. And yeah. It's all—it's interesting because the first time you hear it, you're like, huh, that's interesting and weird. Yeah. But then the rest of the track gets so sort of bizarre harmonically yeah. that when you get back to that A melody, it feels so classic and refreshing. Uh, it's really interesting how she so, does Will, that. So, Will, I guess I have to thank you for, um, you know, taking my track. Yeah, because you're then welcome. I get to play this. <laughs> all right. What do well, you got? Now back to DS, Major DS Dream Baseball DS. <laughs> major DS Baseball DS Dream. Yeah. Uh, weird game. Wonderful soundtrack. Uh, this one's really beautiful. And uh, I, I, this is uh, sort of the main theme of the game because okay. you hear it multiple points in the soundtrack. But I chose to do this one because uh, this version is on a guitar as opposed to done mm. up with sort of orchestral sounds. I'm which assuming sound really good, but guitar, right? Exactly. Okay. And this is more sort of emotional. And I guess maybe it was because it was the second time I was hearing this melody in the mm-hmm. course of the soundtrack. But to me, this one was just much more emotional. And I knew that I needed to play this. Well, cool. So. Let's take a listen to some emotional acoustic guitar DS music. Here we go. just beautiful I, I'm sure just by listening to this you can really imagine the sort of orchestral version it's very Elgarian you know it really sounds sort of like it has a stately British quality to it almost but it's mixed with that great Japanese video game harmony I, this one I just thought was really beautiful and the slow and sparse nature of this particular version really helped me appreciate how powerful and profound that melody is. Uh, yeah, and also it has that classic video game music delay right <laughs> on the right channel, which is uh, very striking because this is a solo acoustic instrument. Uh, I think it's a little bit more natural, that, that style of delay, where literally it's just the same content that's got slid over on another channel. Right. Uh, when thing- you hear that with like a drum and a bass and a guitar... It actually is a little bit able to mask it more, but here it's really out in the open. But it doesn't do anything to kind of hinder the emotional impact of this piece. I think it's still very beautiful. And Absolutely. Well, yeah, the cool thing is the orchestral version really kind of sounds like SNES. Uh, because it, Oh, there is an orchestral version? Yeah, that's the first track of okay. the game. I, 
I chose to play this one because uh, so it's, it's a more baseball emotional. game. Or... It's a it's a baseball game, and the track really ba 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 it it really kind of works in that sort of spirit. baseball games have great music. Yeah, do you remember that really cool series, uh, Powerful Pro Yako? I think so. Yeah, I think Yako is baseball in Japanese, but yeah, there was some awesome music in that series. But guys, if you're interested in checking out Major DS Dream Baseball, really the only way I know how to find it is uh, you have to unfortunately use Chrome. So well, if found, you're a Firefox user, yeah, I did find another way. If you go to Zofar's domain, you can get uh, the DS the DS file sound, sound file. Yes, yeah, so you can get that as well. Good call. Good call. Cool. Cool. All right, it's time to move on to my next track. We're getting close to our track of the week. Uh, now this is cool. I'm gonna play a track um, from Jewel Master, oh, one great. of the most classic soundtracks by Motoaki Takenochi, who's one of the best Genesis composers by far. And what's crazy is we've only ever played the title theme from Jewel Master. Such a great soundtrack. That definitely is, you know, the most definitive track from the game for sure. But there's so many really cool and very interesting tracks that I'm really happy to get to shed some more light on this soundtrack. I can't believe we haven't played anything else from it. But this is a cool track called Fish Out of Water. Again, it's from Jewel Master. This is just classic Genesis music right here by one of my favorites, Motoaki Takanochi. Definitely my favorite track so far that I've played today. This is Fish Out of Water from Jewel Master by the master himself, Motowaki Takenuchi. He really is the Jewel Master. His, <laughs> his soundtracks for the Genesis uh, sound the best. As far as, like, technically, there's no better Genesis implement implementer yeah. than him. They're so lush. They're so colorful. Uh, it kind of has elements of arcade music, strictly in the sense of how long the forms are and, and are and how much uh, improvisation there is, but mm. it's a lot more reined in than arcade music. It's definitely the console tradition, uh, but really experimental. He's a composer that, in addition to classical music, which, you know, obviously he used a lot in the Shining Force series, he loves experimental and prog music, so this is a soundtrack where he's able to kind of have more of that vibe come across. But it works so great, yeah. Ugh. I mean, he's really not taking cues from any other of his peers no. working on the Genesis. You know, he's really kind of doing the type of music that he likes and implementing it. And it really makes you realize the Genesis, that Yamaha FM chip is a great little piece of hardware. It so and can is. be very versatile and have some really kind of uh, sounds that grab you. I kind of want to get into really well um, for different types of music. Genesis tracking. Maybe you can kind of help me get into the world of tracking a little totally. bit. Totally, because it's definitely something that I would just really want those authentic biting sounds in my yeah. you know my own original stuff. 
Um, yeah, cool. Well, I think it's time for you, man. Yeah, so this is going to be my submission for track of the week. And Ooh. we go from a Genesis track to a Super Nintendo track. Okay. And we don't do the rock, paper, scissors till Yes, after not yet. Um, because you may hear this and need to just lay down your arms and say, okay, I'm, I'm done. I give up. Because this track is incredible. Super Nintendo, A Super saying? Nintendo track, a Super Nintendo game called Xan 3 Spirits. And this game mm. is really a wonderful soundtrack and this track in particular really uh, all i can say is it really is speaking my language it's everything i love in a piece of video game music and carl yeah you're right this is matoy sakuraba uh wonderful composer there's three composers that worked on this game matoy sakuraba hiroya hatsushiba in shinji tamura uh, this game is called Zan Three Spirits. I think they put the the number of the sequel in between the two words, so that's kind of confusing. But this game came out in 1994, and fitting enough, this is an ending track, so this would be playing during the credits. It's just beautiful. Let's take a listen to ending. <laughs> Listening to the ending from Zan Three Spirits. This is beautiful. Man. I love this track. How, I said this before, but it really speaks my language. You know, it's everything that I love in a great piece of video game music. I mean, first of all, it's a credits theme, which <laughs> there, in and of itself, yeah. a lot of my favorite video game tracks are credits themes. And with that comes a lot of the staples of credits music, being that chromatically descending sort of march with a very sweeping melody. You know, this Sounds would fit like at music. home in, you know, Super Mario Galaxy or yeah, something. Yeah, it reminds me of music you compose, too. Uh, this is cool because I'm familiar with the soundtrack. When I was when we had that um, Sakuraba episode, I looked at a lot of the Zan series. You know, the wonderful Zan, Yasha, and Bukiyoku for the Mega Drive. I've been a fan of for years, ever since our Imports episode. But I don't even remember this track, so I must have given up on this soundtrack before I got to this one. But this is so beautiful. I like the choice of those kind of very harsh synth melody yeah. and harmony instruments, but you also have timpani and like orchestral and stuff like, underneath and it stuff. really cool because it's not just like implementationally uh they're not just banking on orchestral like they're they're kind of trying to have that hybrid where it still feels like video game music and i would say compositionally that's kind of the case too you know it's i don't know if this is um it's definitely they have the chops but it doesn't sound like it would just be an authentic like 
March. It sounds like there's like the video game kind of jazzy influence in there too. Well, yeah, it's just it's very feel good. Which chord I love. Progressions and that kind of clearing out your locker, tear in your eye, <laughs> end of the game sort of thing. I just yeah. I can't get enough of it. The chromatically descending thing. We mentioned that a lot. But it's not just that. I mean, a lot of music uses a descending bass line, but there's a specific sequence of notes that you can use. And uh, the certain things about this one, first of all, starting off going to the major seventh scale degree as opposed to going to yeah, just um, I like that too. the, the um, natural minor seventh scale degree. And it allows you to get the moment of the uh, minor four chord progression, which is just really satisfying i love that track I, well nice job dude great very very good job i'm excited this was a recent discovery i made this is a track by the legendary composer kaiji yamagishi he composed the original ninja gaiden nes mm. game and a lot of great nes uh, music just a wonderful old school chiptune composer this is a brand new album solo album available on Bandcamp that came out in 2015 Whoa, by this composer. Crazy. It's a chiptune, huge budget project that was a collaboration with him. Um, there is a track where he collaborated with Minami Matsume. Wow. There's a bunch of other stuff. So it has rock instruments. It has NES chip instrument. It's just really cool. But, you know, we hear this kind of music so much in this kind of underground scene, but to hear it from an old school Japanese composer that is as legendary as he is, right. really, really cool stuff. So I'm going to play a track called Bounty Hunter from his album Retroactive Part 1, composed again by Kaiji Yamagishi. This is so much fun. Here we go. <laughs> So cool. You guys are listening to Bounty Hunter from Retroactive Part 1, a brand new chiptune album by Kaiji Yamagishi of Ninja Gaiden fame. So much fun, you know, to hear um, his kind of melodic style and his emphasis on strong melody that not just him, but most of his peers had back in the day. 
to be broad in this modern context is exactly what's lacking in a lot of modern chiptune music. Um, but this is combining the strong sense of groove and cool factor that the, a lot of this modern music this has. This really reminds me of the New Deal. Like that one time. Yeah. Exactly. The New Deal, guys, uh, we've got to give a shout out, is a wonderful live electronic group from uh, Toronto right. that just does really catchy dance music. Well, you know what I really like about this? It combines some of the video game music sensibilities with, you know, modern EDM and a little yes. bit of dubstep production. Which is a uh, Match made in it's heaven. It's great to sort of contemporize it, and it's yeah. interesting for me to think of probably an older, at, at least middle-aged, but probably a little bit of an older guy. Yeah, Will, you should check out, there's a track on this album called Kaleidoscope, and that's the one that he collaborated with Minami Matsume on. That's so, I, I'm so glad she's coming back and yeah, is kind and, of working on... And I have a feeling she helped him with the melody on that one, because it sounds like Matsume. That's great. It's badass. But all right, I think now it's time to do our, our Rock, here. paper, scissors. Oof. I really like that track. I don't know. I yeah, thought yours was pretty good. I, I could I could go with either one. I definitely right. would go with mine. But <laughs> you ready? <laughs> best, best, of, out of best of three. Okay. okay, here we go. Shoot. Okay, right. so Will I got one. one. Best. The, he got r paper, and I got rock. Here <laughs> this we go. is great radio right here. And Will got paper, and I got rock again. I, so two I, out of three. I'm getting better at reading. Will your mind. you admit that this is the second time in a row you've won? I, I do will, want you to remember that but you won last I time. I will say that every time, you every say, other time before that, you <laughs> won. So this is my first two. I think this is like, like the fifth years. time you've won. Can someone please go back that's listen to all of them and do a tally? How many times has Will actually won on this show? It's probably I think about 50-50 at this point. It's about 50-50, but nice job, Will. Congratulations. That was a good track. I think it's time for your next Can pick. you believe we've done 16 of these? I actually can't. No, I, 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 I definitely feel like we haven't done 16 rock, paper, scissors. But we must have. I don't know if we did rock, paper, scissors for the first few. Yeah, I remember the first one recording upstairs. And I remember saying, like, did we? Feeling the same thing about, oh. okay, I got paper and he got, and like, this is terrible radio. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, that it definitely, feel like that, oh, that seems like so long ago. I don't even think I've played 16 games of rock, paper, scissors in my life. I don't think I've played 16 video games. No, I'm just kidding. Probably not in the last year. I the last past weekend I played. Uh, I started Prime Three again. Oh, great! And they you also know what I've been playing. I picked up. Uh, I restarted Galaxy One. I picked up Majora's Mask 3D um, for the 3DS, and I've that's like the one Zelda game mm -hmm. I've never gotten around to playing. So it's so fun to uh, get to have a sequel to Ocarina awesome. of Time. And I did play a lot of Mario Kart Eight. I well really want to get Splatoon. Okay, why are we doing this? Your I turn. apologize. Oh, it's my turn. So you're waiting on me. Yes. What else is new? Okay, so it's my turn. Well, I'm really excited about this. Uh, for some reason, we just can't get away from Tiny Toon Adventures games. Uh, but this is one for the Genesis, Tiny Toon Adventures Buster's Hidden Treasure. Uh, nice. This is a great soundtrack. Again, I, I've been in a film music kick recently, so uh, I've been reading and listening to a lot of stuff with Bruce Broughton, who is the songwriter and composer who wrote the Tiny Toons themes, along with many other great TV show themes and film music scores. Uh, but this is a wonderful soundtrack that both incorporates sort of the language of Looney Tunes a little bit with that main theme and just a free compositional style all its own. The track I'm playing is called The Forest, and this game was composed by Shinji Tasuka, Suyoshi Sakito, and Hideto Inoue. Let's take a listen to The Forest. <laughs>
This is the forest from Tiny Toon Adventures, Buster's Treasure. Will, I love that we have so much love for the Tiny Toons theme in the past like three weeks. We've talked about it in almost every episode. Yeah. It's so good. It's a great theme. It's a great show. I, I'm so happy to get to talk about this much. I, I wish Bruce Broughton overlapped more with video games. I mean, he did the score to Heart of Darkness, which was one of the first great um, orchestral video game scores. And that's still is, one of your favorite things. It's he one ever of my did. favorite things Bruce has ever done, but uh, he did the movie Silverado. Uh, he's done a lot of films. He almost won an Oscar. Uh, last year, he wrote the uh, theme song to Dinosaurs. Cool. He's just one of my favorites. Well, yeah, let's let's get going here. We still got a quite a few to get to, and I apologize if we go long today. But those show and tell episodes, you know, they're always a little bit long, so we got a lot lot of good music to, that we're excited about. So I'm going to move on to my second Game Boy track, and this was from that wonderful Lufia: The Legend Returns soundtrack, which I actually played two tracks last week, and it was so good I needed to play a third. This is a track called To Doom. Island, and just to remind you guys of the composers, we have Yasunori Shiono, Akiko Ishibashi, and Tomoko Morita. This is To Doom Island from Lufia The Legend Returns for the Game Boy Color. Listening to To Doom Island from Lufia The Legend Returns for the Game Boy Color. Wonderful. And again, uh, what I was talking about last week, where the, the style of composition reminds me of 16 bit era, and that's definitely the case again for this one. It's that really kind of heavy, emotional, like final battle music in yeah. these RPG games. Very beautiful, but it's so well written. The, the use of harmony and counter melody and long when it becomes cadences. sort of. Uh, yeah, when the melody is at rest, then the harmony starts moving in sort of counterpoint. But it yep. is very natural. Uh, I remember thinking that about the Lufia tracks last mm-hmm. week as well. Uh, super great writing. Wonderful video game music. Wonderful. You know, if video game music can be a genre, I would put this in with the best of them. 
Cool, man. Well, I think you have a couple more to get to here. We so go. this is the one that Carl alluded to that both he and I brought in. Um, but this uh, this game is actually thanks to our friend Tim Turry, who introduced us and showed us the game. Yeah, uh, at a party that I, that I had uh, a couple months ago. It was actually a Mario party. <laughs> yeah, it was for the release of Hello World. But the game is called Crypt of the Necro Dancer. And what's really cool about this game is that music is integral to the experience. The game is a roguelike but its gameplay mixes uh, elements of rhythm in sort of dance games. What's, what that means is that uh, the game built into its engine has a beat detector. So whatever track is playing, you actually have to move in time with the beat. It's a really clever yeah, little game in mechanic. In this track uh, that Will picked, and I also picked as well, it's the first stage theme. It's called, yeah. it's called Disco Descent, and it's just so so catchy yeah, it's composed by danny baronowski uh who you may recognize from super meat boy the cool thing about this game is it gives you a lot of options as far as the music there's a whole yeah. metal score by different composers and other arrangements of baronowski's music and you can also upload just your own, your own stuff music too. or just different songs yeah and it but has this a was the detector. track that i remember across the room tim was playing it on his laptop and i was like what is this yeah. it's very catchy so uh let's take a listen to will slash I pick this is Disco Descent. Here we go. Disco Descent, composed by Danny Baranowski for the game Crypt of the Necro Dancer. It's a really fun game with a clever game mechanic, and the music is just great. Uh, you know, it gives you so much choice and customization as to what the music is, but if you get the game, I recommend just sticking with Baranowski's music. It's a yeah. lot of fun, and the soundtrack features a lot of great variety. You can actually pick up this um, soundtrack on Bandcamp or iTunes. Uh, it's just a blast. Check out the game. It's just a fun time. Awesome. Really, really cool. All right. It's time to move on to my next pick. And I'm going to play another modern game that just came out very recently as well, around the same time as Crypt. This is a game called Titan Souls. Hmm. Have you heard about this, Will? No, I uh, haven't. The soundtrack is really good. It's by David Fenn. And I'm going to play a track called Yeti Butts. And that is B-U-T-T-S. Yeti Butts. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> From Titan Souls. Very beautiful track. Wonderful samples. Let's take a listen to Yeti Butts. I, I imagine this features a tuba. No, it's actually really earnest. Uh, really pretty stuff. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
You guys are listening to Yeti Butts. <laughs> the title def- definitely is not as serious as the music is taking. And this is from Titan Souls by David Fenn. Really solid kind of theme that's used throughout the whole piece. Uh, wonderful piano sound and really good samples. Beautiful. Yeah, if this was in a film, I would be pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. and uh, love it. It, it. it combines sort of modern scoring musical sensibilities with the taiko drums and the use of ostinatos yep. and the kind of the uh, macro nature of the whole piece and the Ugh. melody and everything but it's really beautiful and really yeah, well done yeah and the soundtrack is very good and there were other tracks that I had written down that I was going to play as I was going through I wrote down some of my favorites and I was almost ready to stop and say uh-huh. yeah I think I'll do that second track or whatever and then I got to this one and it's just like wow this is a standout track you know I, I get the feeling that this composer really has has a, a free kind of musical sensibility and they were told to make a piece in a specific style and they you couldn't think? help but let their soul shine through because you know it is you might be being right about able that. to follow some well, of the conventions of you may be music. interested to know that this is by far the most melodic track in the game mm-hmm. and it's one of the reasons why it struck me is because the rest of it is a little bit more ambient uh-huh. and um, it's very pretty and effective but this is definitely the one that's the most kind of melodic yeah, I feel like if you're really having a heavy use of piano in the score Mm -hmm. It really wants to be identified. You know, I think of like the Alan Silvestri score for like Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime you hear the piano melody, it's meant to be present. You know, there's not much else happening. One of those rare uses of uh, not rare, but, you know, piano mixed with orchestra. It's kind of an interesting sound that sometimes. Well, yeah, it's interesting. John Williams always has like piano mm-hmm. in his orchestra, even when you listen to like Star Wars. Even but it's, it's very, very subtle. It's but just this is more the case for the where body it's, of it. It's the lead. Yeah, where right, it's sort right. of like an out front. That's why I was kind of thinking of yeah. Forrest Gump. All right, well, well, it's time for your last track. Well, it's with a heavy heart that I. No, no. This is a track from Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag Freedom Cry. Can we yeah, have it's more a DLC? Subtitles? Um, off of Assassin's Creed 4. But a different composer. Uh, this music is composed by Olivier de Riviere. Um, he is a wonderful composer. We've played him on the podcast one time yeah, before. It was, uh, if you guys remember our Bad Games with Good Music, he did that reboot Alone of in the Dark. Alone in the Dark, which is just gorgeous. Really beautiful. Very and talented this guy. Track, I listened to this whole Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag Freedom Cry soundtrack, and this one struck me the most. It's okay. so emotional. It features mostly string orchestra as opposed to the other tracks feature a really great... Again, if you want to kind of hear some of those great modern conventions and hear a really tasteful composer, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of somebody like Alexander Desplat um, yeah. in the film world, when he's asked to kind of go through the modern trends, he can't help but have yeah. sort of this deeper lyricism in it. Uh, this is a great track. It's called False Paradise from Assassin's Creed, all those other names.
Thanks so much, guys, for joining us for our 16th, wow, installment of Show and Tell. I know I had a great time, Will. I, I assume you did as well. I really, really good did. music today. You know, it's fun. We're recording this um, late at night, um, and we don't really do that much anymore. No. We've kind of been stuck in a routine um, just because in order to produce these podcasts every mm-hmm. week, we kind of have to do that. But certain things happened. We just couldn't record it at the normal time in the week. Um, mm-hmm. But now hearing this track uh, in the sort of the late at night kind of scenery, it it really feel fits. emotional it's, it's over there. It's fun to record. Yeah, I think yeah. the the last time we did an episode this late at night was years ago. So. Do you remember what episode that was? I don't remember. I remember we just came from like uh, one of Marty's shows at uh, Clada. Oh, I remember yeah. coming home. It was early first season. Might have been like Ease Part Two or something. Yeah, I think you're right. It actually could have been Ease Part Two. That was a very that was another very long episode I remember. But guys, we had a great time. A little shout out. Next week we're gonna be doing MSX music. So that's music from MSX and the MSX two. Yeah, those are Japanese home computer systems, but mm-hmm. they're they're popular because uh, someone like Hideo Kojima made the Metal Gear, Metal Gear. series. Yeah. On them. So there's gonna be some wonderful music next week, um, all about the MSX. That's gonna be fun. I'm gonna play out with another track from Jewel Master. This is Talk to the Wind, again by Takanochi. And another little shout out is Pretty soon, I'm going to be releasing a new album. It's called Sonic-esque Arrange. It features modern, uh, brand new arrangements of 14 of the best Sonic-esque tracks. So this is kind of, you know, with modern instruments. That comes out June 16th. So pretty much uh, a, week and a, a week and a day from uh, when, you're here, when this episode is posted. Awesome, dude. Yeah, guys, again, feel free to check out all of our original music and all the history of our podcast at supermarcadobrothers.com. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate we really appreciate all your guys' support and feedback on the episode. It's really fun for us to be at the point now where uh, we can have interaction and get mm-hmm. response from what episodes and what tracks you guys enjoy, which reminds us that uh, pretty soon coming up, we're going to want to do another listener show and tell. So if you guys Absolutely. have tracks that you want us to play, yeah. and as always, just feel free to... Give yeah, well, no, good reminder. And that's actually something we would like to try to squeeze in this season if possible. So I would say, guys, right now, start sending in your picks for that. Yeah, we're gonna I think try we to already do, do have probably soon. a good amount of since last time mm-hmm. people. We might yeah. have to go back. And so, yeah, guys, send shower. in your picks for listener show and tell. We'll remind you, um, you know, more officially with Facebook and Twitter and next episode and stuff. But, yeah, uh, once again, my name is Carl Brueggemann. I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.